Schwarzenegger has announced that he will star in a sixth Terminator film, which will begin production this fall. In this one, Arnold goes back in time to stop them from making the fifth Terminator film. I get it. Uh, we have talked a lot over the years about whether or not your uh, smartphone actually listens to conversations and then directs oh. ads and stuff that way. And there are some of you that are completely convinced that it does. And some of you people just say it's a coincidence and, you know, um, you know, the way coincidences can work. Uh, this happened last night. I don't see how this is even possible. By the way, this is on, for instance, on the heels of. This was a Wall Street article in the Wall Street Journal last night I thought was really interesting. China's spending for policing their own people now exceeds their national defense budget by 20%. And China is in the midst of a defense buildup that is like, unlike anything that's been seen in the history of the world as they try to overtake the United States. Right. They're still spending 20% more on spying on their own people and policing their own people. Wow. Um, our government's not doing that. Well, it is. It might be, <laughs> but we we know that our private businesses are, and then that can be hacked by anybody, or the government can get it turned over whenever they want, or anything. Yeah, interesting but, point. So last night, I don't know how we got on the conversation at, at my house at the dinner table. Something about height. I think I think Sam actually uh, actually said, "What's the tallest anybody's ever been?" And I said, "The tallest man, ever man who's ever lived is Robert Waldlow. He was eight foot eleven and a half." I said to my wife, "You might wonder why I would know that." I just do, um, because back in the day, the Guinness Book of World Records was a big thing, and every year when it came out was Christmas. And kids my age memorized such a thing. You knew the fattest guy, the fattest twins, the tallest guy, etc. And uh, longest fingernails. Remember that guy? I believe he was an Indian gent. I said that's almost three feet taller than me. That's a foot higher than our ceilings. I said, here, I'll get you a picture. So I pick up my phone and I type into the little search Google thing. I type in Robert. I put W and it's first choice, and I even uh, I even screen captured it for you. The first choice it gave me was Robert Waldlow. Now, is there any chance that the first whoa, 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 choice whoa. it was what Robert Waldlow? Okay, down there for my choice. Oh, it down filled, there where it fills in the blank. Yeah, yeah, where it fills in the what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's the first thing it filled in was Robert Waldlow. Now, is there any chance? That's actually the first W choice out there? Or is the phone listening to my conversation there in my lap? So when I just put in Robert W in my Google search engine, it came up Robert Wagner. When I put W-A, it goes to Robert Wadlow. That, That's well, we weird were, since we just, Wagner's W-A yeah, as well. It's yeah. a bit of a head-scratcher. We're, but you, you would think that computer couldn't be listening to us, though, right? Right. Because it doesn't have any audio. Well, maybe that is the most famous. Paranoia will destroy you. Is that the most famous Robert W. out there? I don't know. Do you feel bugs crawling on your skin, too, you paranoiac? I just happened to read a piece from, uh, I say piece because I'm sophisticated, (laughs) from CBS News um, asking that very question. And we've had uh, what, to me, is proof given to us that, yes, your phone is listening to you. The number of times the autofill is what I was just talking about is amazing, and it's often obscure. It's not like I'm typing in Barack O and it autofills in B- Obama. You know, it's <laughs> right. something. Right. But could it be, Jack, that you're more in touch with the family of man than you thought? You're thinking of Robert Wadlow, and so are many of us. We are the world. We are the children. <laughs> He's singing again, Jack. I'm, I'm not sure how the song came into the whole thing, but <laughs> you're missing my message completely. Well, it's part of the human family. Mm. So anyway, the CBS News uh, took a look at this, and 
And they trot out a pretty, uh, pretty weird situation. You remember we had that Canadian couple who didn't own any cats. Haven't. And they spent the day talking about cats. And before long, they're bombarded with cat food ads. Right. Never typed a word, just talked about it. Well, so uh, CBS sits, uh, sets that up, and then they turn to a former Facebook operations manager and asks her, is it possible companies are eavesdropping through the phone's microphone? I think it's very, very unlikely, says the Facebook higher up. Not the question <laughs> well, we asked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. So Facebook says it's very unlikely. Well, I'll take that to the bank. It's also unlikely that our Jesus, Mark Zuckerberg, would design such a wonderful system. But he did. <laughs> Sometimes the best things are unlikely. We're not listening. We're not spying on you. We're helping you find products and services you'll enjoy more quickly. Well, th- the question is, can they? The answer is yes, without a doubt, right? We all know that that technology sure, exists. Sure, put the tape over your uh, cam, your, uh, your uh, what do you call it, your computer cami thing there. Webcam. Webcam, that's it. So if the question is can they and we know that they can, then how is the answer to the would they a no? Oh, you didn't hear me. It's very, very <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> then she went on to say, they know a tremendous amount about you, and that enables them to make guesses about what to advertise to you that can be uncannily accurate. There would be Billions Doesn't of doll- explain to cat, baby. There would be billions, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars worth of information available to you if you started listening in on people's conversations. You're going to turn that down because you think it would be wrong? Well, I've heard it said that that would be way too... They, they mine mind-boggling amounts of data. Everything we post, share, search, etc. And listen, I might as well come up you know, say it publicly. I like big butts and I don't know why. Um, but they say that would be way too much data. They'd never, they could never go through. They could never process it. Right. That's what they say. No, we couldn't do that. We don't have an algorithm that just picks out brand names, for instance, from conversations or nouns. Sure. And tabulates them. Yeah. And, and and they may not have that on Monday, but they probably have it by Wednesday. And it seems like it'd be easy to get around it and kind of a, um, so people don't catch on. You do, you do. Random people, and you con- you constantly um, change to different groups. Like you do this 5% for two days, then that 5% and then goes away, so right. it's not always on my phone. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's perfectly It'd be sensible. really easy to do. DuckDuckGo founder and CEO Gabriel Weinberg said, for the last few years, it's gotten incredibly more div- invasive. He started a company, and he opened a Google account. Uh, he was showing how much information has been collected. This is just yesterday. 159 different items that they've tracked you across ad, search, maps, YouTube, books. Uh, Google said it has access to 70% of credit and debit card transactions in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. Google has access to 70% of the credit card transactions. Yes. That's amazing. Along with Facebook and others, it also monitors much of what we're doing across the web using hidden tracking technologies. I've actually used the software that unhides them. You can see them tracking you, and it's disturbing. Uh, the companies can see many of the web pages you and people connected to you are visiting, allowing them to better tailor ads. According to the author of one study, Google has trackers on 76% of websites, while Facebook watches us on 23% of sites. Um, getting back to the Facebook higher up, she said, oh, no, 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 none of that's true. Please don't quote me. Please don't. Or Mark Zuckerberg will put me in his dungeon. Ah! And she ran away into the night. <laughs> <clears throat> 
unquote. Uh, people like Bill Buddington, security researcher from the Electronic Found- Frontier Foundation, can watch the watchers. We asked him to help us with a test, says CBS News. We discussed several household products while we monitor activity on a nearby cell phone, watching for any secret audio transmissions. So from what you're able to see today, has that phone been listening to our conversation? We haven't seen any any audio recordings being sent, he said. We never saw ads for the products we discussed either. Yet even if the companies are listening to people, uh, she told us she's not overly concerned, blah, 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 blah. So uh, maybe Facebook heard your conversation about, or Google, Google, the great evil Google. People don't cite it as an evil presence nearly enough. I'll Uh, read this one text. But anyway, they hear you tracking whether they're tracking you and ah oh. and an old what's his name sergey brin who's in charge over at google some guy you've never heard of which is part of their brilliance um says whoa shut off the trackatron right the trackatron they're 2000 <laughs> the trackatron the 2000 the jig is up exactly turn it off now and there's a giant on off switch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll read this one text because we're going to get a thousand of them that are exactly like this. I don't play piano. I'm not around anyone who plays piano. And the word never comes out of my mouth. One day I was sitting at lunch with friends who were talking about an amazing piano that came from San Francisco. Uh, The next time I opened up the Drudge Report about an hour later on my telephone, all of the side banner ends were for Yamaha pianos. Wow. I'd never seen an internet ad for a piano in my life until that moment. I am convinced. The skeptics would say you you had piano ads all the time. It just wasn't on your mind because you hadn't been discussing pianos. You just noticed it now. I'm not a skeptic, by the way. I think the phone is listening to you and advertising the the words that come out of your mouth. (laughs) Michael. (laughs) Well, you're quick on the piano man there. Nice. Uh, We've had people request uh, that we don't give away the joke because they like to figure it out. No, okay. Don't don't explain Michael's punchlines. Gotcha. It's terrible. Terrible. It's sure, I get it. So, uh, coming up, beheading turkeys, uh, attacking self-driving cars, constitutional battles, all sorts of crap. A guy who gave up new media for two months and went back to just newspapers and how it affected him. Hmm. It's pretty damned interesting. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, and the screen is barely big enough for you and me enough for me to go. It's not uh, easy to discuss. This is hypothetical. I remember I grabbed a knife. I do remember that portion. Where the bloody clothes? So somebody had to get rid of the bloody clothes. We've all seen the grisly pictures after. So, yeah, I think everything is covered. Would have been covered in blood. You know, it's, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah, that explains your chuckle. O.J. Simpson. Oh, my God. O.J. narrating what it would have been like if he had done did, had done the murders. He had killed his his ex-wife and her friend. Um, he didn't, of course. He's just decided to, for cash, narrate what it would have been like 
What a weird thing to do. Well, he originally did that for a, like a pay-per-view, and it was roundly decried by virtually every sentient human being on Earth as the worst thing they'd ever heard of. God, that's incredible. But now Fox TV, Big Fox is airing it. That is incredible. Who would do that? Do we have our favorite Fox clip, Michael? You effing stupid idiot. Why would you do something like that? The uh, you're watching Fox. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they're going to air it now, huh? When does that air? Wow, I. I mean, he obviously killed those people and he got away with it. So now, but wouldn't you think his something inside his 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 own? I think he's freaking nuts. He must be because you'd think something inside his personality wouldn't allow him to do this, right? Because we've I've come to believe that he convinced himself he didn't do it. It's the only way he could stay sane. Um. But then he hypothetically describes, you know, the way it would have gone and chuckles at the grisly pictures. You'd think that would bring you back to reality a little or you'd you'd just completely twist off or lock up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, well, I've never murdered anybody, so I don't know what the, uh, you know, psychological after effects are. So a handful of things. First of all, uh, Angry Ken is angry today and says, I think Stormy Daniels ought to sue your show for slut shaming her on broadcast air. Joe's, oh, 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 that's right. I was going to tease it like this. Trump fans who get so angry at me because I say really critical uh, things about Trump. Um, enjoy this sentence from Angry Ken. Angry Ken. Joe's unwavering defense of all things Trump has reached a new low. Okay. Then he psychoanalyzes me and says, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a lonely life for him in the long run. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh, uh, angry kid. So, but was that first part serious? The slut yes. shaming of Stormy yes. Daniels. Yeah, she has because a- he goes on quite some length trying to dress me down and convince me that I'm a miserable uh, human being. She's in the news again today because <clears> she's <throat> trying to sue the president. But um, she has admitted that she had sex with the old man, was disgusted by it, but thought she could get on the the Apprentice for it. Listen to you, more slut shaming. How would you like to describe her? It makes her a slut. That's right, Rush. I mean, because technically she's a whore. She's trading sex for a monetary good. So she's just a whore. (laughs) Is that better? I don't know. It's her words, not mine. The way you say it kind (laughs) of. Yeah, hey, there's no need to be so hurtful. Hey, she's a prostitute. She's a whore. She's a sex worker. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Sean. I, yeah, Ken just got the wrong one of us. It's, it's Jack, who's a miserable, unhappy well, man. The, the part that take, I, trying to take out his unhappiness on that poor young gal. The world is all this profession. Well, right. the part that I thought was the most despicable was was her saying she went up to his hotel room and all that sort of stuff, and then he's sitting on the bed and he says, "Come here," and and she said, "I thought to myself, ugh, here we go." So you were disgusted at the the idea of having sex with this old man. But you did it anyway because you wanted to be on The Apprentice. Wow, that is that is something you... Sh- I can understand why you give an interview and tell people that because that's something to be proud of. Well, why don't if, you and OJ get together and... <laughs> wow. If you've taken in any of her, her film over, you know how open-minded a gal she is. <laughs> I sold shoes for a while. I was disgusted every time I tried to put shoes on somebody. And yet, you know what? That's, that's how the paycheck came in. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, are you going to shoe shame Sean next? <laughs> Mike, a little transition music, please. This is ridiculous. Come off the rails. I got a question about Sean when he used to sell shoes. 
All right. Turn would, off the music. We're not ready for it. Would yet. you get a home at the end of the day and wash your hands until they were bleeding? <laughs> I would. Say yes. Yes. And I am not a I am not a frequent hand washer. I, I embrace germs. I think germs are your friends. They uh, identify your sure. weakness. They make you stronger later. You're not OCD. No. But uh, but yeah, I would wash my hands several times a day because I was I living see in their, feet. I can just see there at two in the morning. I'm still washing my hands. And they're raw and red. Picturing some really skinny dude. Still not dude. clean. Still not clean. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Now we're ready. <laughs> There's no moving on from that to this, so we play the transition music. All right, that's plenty of that. All right, so listen, I got a handful of stories for you. There's no point in dwelling on any of them for a terribly long time. Oh, as I look at the clock, partly because we don't have a lot of time, but listen to this, would you? Department of Veteran Affairs, Veterans Affairs official. Ah, that smooth running organization that so beautifully cares for our fighting men and women. The same Department of Veteran Affairs official who was recently accused of altering an email to get a free trip to Europe for the secretary's wife. Did you follow that uh, scandal? Uh, she, she faked up some paperwork so her boss's wife could travel with him to Europe on the VA's dime, the money that's supposed to be going to care for our vets. Wow. That's only supposed to happen if the guy is getting some sort of award. And then we think, well, we will pay for his wife to go with him because this is so auspicious. He's getting a Nobel Prize or whatever. But no, there was no award, so they faked up paperwork saying that uh, it would it was a special recognition dinner. Yeah. So then the veterans uh, had that come out of their medical bills and instead uh, paid for her to go to Europe. But the same woman who's now being looked at by the Department of Justice is the same person who in 2014 tried to get VA employees to hide evidence of the wait time scandal from members of Congress. At the time, CNN reported the two lawmakers complained that their efforts to discover more about the scandal were being stymied by the same woman whose name is Vivica Wright Simpson. She is the chief of staff for the uh, VA. I wonder if she's a Republican or a Democrat. I, I don't think this behavior has a has a party allegiance whatsoever. No, this whole bureaucracy, yeah. wasting your money, protecting yourself thing. I would be surprised if she was a Republican, uh, based on what I know about her. But so this one, this lady who was involved in the scandal in 2014, that was huge. She was caught covering up. She had many Congress people angry at her, but she's impossible to fire. So she's still there. In fact, in 2017, the VA named her as Department's Interim Chief of Staff, blah, blah, blah. And still faking up paperwork and stealing money from veterans. Right. And now she's done it again. Yeah. Let's check back in three years. Anybody want to place a wager whether she's still there or not? Yeah. It's unbelievable. There's only one way you can stop that from happening, and that is way limiting the amount of money they have. That's the only way you can do it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, protesters greeting Attorney General Jeff Sessions in Sacramento, announcing a suit against sanctuary states, and big changes for Big Hamburger. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's another... Revelation from the new book, Bachelor Nation. If you were watching The Bachelor the last couple nights. Confessing to psychological issues does not keep you off the show. Ha! Ah! 
Not a surprise. Yeah. So if you tell them you've had we problems, you've had problems <laughs> with depression or various things, no problem. I tend to be really, really hot tempered, especially if someone rejects me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prone to emotional outbursts. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I fall in love way too quickly and then get clingy. <laughs> Or I have a drinking problem. Right. Oh, get out. Get out. <laughs> Boy, that's a book on tips on how to get on this show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, we've got protesters out in the streets of Sacramento, California this morning, letting Attorney General Jeff Sessions know they don't like the administration's policies toward illegals. Sessions just started speaking <laughs> in the state's capital to announce the Justice Department suing California over its sanctuary state laws aimed at protecting illegals. KCRA TV was out in the streets talking with one protester. We're here to stand together and say that we are not going to be um, afraid. And uh, we know that he's coming to announce that he is suing the state of California. But we're standing together for all our immigrants. The, the lawful immigrants don't have anything to be concerned about, so you don't yeah, need to so stand with them. I've been asking this question yeah. for like 15 years. When people say that, are they knowingly lying or do they honestly not get it? Do they honestly not see any difference or understand there's a difference between legal and illegal immigration? The answer depends if you're talking about the useful idiots like that gal or those who use the idiots for their own gain. So you think she doesn't understand a distinction? That there Probably is... not. No, she sounds like a halfwit to me, but I don't know. Just It's unbelievable to me. What you just said makes zero sense. I could explain it to you in 30 seconds. God dang it. The suit targets three state laws that the federal government claims violates the U.S. Constitution and inhibits federal immigration officers from doing their job. Laws that deal with how far cities and states can go to block officers from enforcing immigration laws. So anyway, Sessions That's is- fine. I don't even mind. You want the law to be different? <clears throat> fine. Argue for changing the law. But the lumping all immigrants together... It makes zero sense. It's really childlike. But it happens all the time. It happens on, I see I see discussions on television with smart people sitting around a table, and, and somebody will throw that out, um, and, and nobody corrects them, including people on my side of the issue. So it's been so confusing. Republicans are terrible at correcting people on that. Right. You ought to halt the discussion. Right. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Are we talking about legal immigration or illegal immigration? Because I personally don't know anybody that's anti-legal immigration. I don't. I don't know one person that's anti-legal immigration. Not a single human being have I met in my life and yet you, that has told uh, me who they are anti-legal immigration. And yet you suggested that uh, me or people like me are anti-immigration. I, so we need to oh, no, get I'm that straight before we go. Oh, no, I'm very much anti-illegal immigration. Hardcore 100% against it. So which are we talking about? Right. But nobody ever stops the conversation. Yet another black eye for the VA. As for Veterans Administration, uh, as a top Veterans Administration official in the Obama administration, the current secretary, David Shulkin, took no action to fix long-standing problems of dirty syringes and equipment shortages that put patients at risk at a major veterans hospital. That is according to a new investigation released today that finds failed leadership and climate of complacency at the agency to be at fault. Really? We hadn't noticed. A report offering new details to its finding last April of patient safety issues at the Washington, D.C. facility. you got a challenge. you got a problem. Building and funding a federal agency 
federal bureaucracy might be the single worst idea to, to cure it. I mean, the last... Buying some magic beans and praying to them is probably a better plan than building a giant federal bureaucracy. And yet that's what everybody wants to do. That's their first idea. I just don't get it. What does it... Take a look around, people. Take a look around. Open your eyes. Big changes with Big Hamburger. McDonald's saying it is switching from frozen to fresh beef for its quarter pounders at about a quarter of its U.S. restaurants before rolling it out to most of them by May. As opposed to cat meat? Oh, no, no. Frozen. They were using frozen. Oh, oh frozen. Wow. Um, I just, I'm asking. They have a number of lawyers. <laughs> yes. Probably well paid ones. Yeah, that yes. number is very high. Yeah, yeah. there's no uh, there's no meow meat going on at all. It's, it's frozen hamburger versus fresh hamburger. Right. They're going to find me dead in an alley with giant footprints all over my stumped body. <laughs> so when does this happen? Uh, they've got a quarter of them now. They're rolling it out uh, by uh, May. They're well, going to have them in all the uh, restaurants by May. Wendy's and McDonald's has been in a pretty big battle over this, and we saw it play out over the Super Bowl, right? Where Wendy's ran right. an ad just flat out stating that McDonald's uses frozen beef. Right. Which is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the franchisees get to decide how much to charge for it or to charge the same for it? I think they're going to charge the same for it. Aren't they they confused at McDonald's that the burgers will taste different if they start using fresh beef? I mean, because people seem to like McDonald's burgers. They don't taste anything like a hamburger you've ever had in your life. That's right, Mr. President. I think the desire to appeal to a new generation, as they say, that wants fresher foods far far outweighs that. I know because you're better than us. You don't do the fast food. Right. Have you been in a a McDonald's since they've redone everything? The... uh the kiosk, the the, the 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 way everything looks, they bring the food to your table. It's a completely different thing than it used to be. Has your mom been back in a whorehouse since they changed the gra- drapes? That was a really good line. I said grapes instead of drapes. <laughs> Why would they throw change the, the grapes? <laughs> what was wrong with the original grapes? <laughs> Somebody throw the comedy penalty flag. <laughs> McDonald's has Damn changed. It! Really yeah. ch- Damn it! <laughs> McDonald's has really changed their look. Uh, you can also order ahead on an app, and then you pull into these right. spaces right in front, and they bring the food out to your car. Yeah. They bring it to your table. It's a different thing. Have you ever had, same had, food? Have you had any of their signature burgers? I did. I did not enjoy it that much, and it was a lot more expensive. I I like their I like a quarter pounder with cheese. I think it's delicious. It's terrible for you. But I like <laughs> their chicken sandwiches a little bit because okay. I don't eat red meat. Gotcha. Wow, you don't eat yeah, red meat he's, anymore. He's one of those people. Wow. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Time to squeeze the eagle. Doubling up on that quinoa there, Joe. I only eat sustainable seafood <laughs> and quinoa. <laughs> and quinoa. <laughs> so, and I feed the fish quinoa uh, as I sustain them. But you had a chicken sandwich that was raised years and, ago. Uh, it was not free oh, range, so I forced not, myself oh, to vomit. Oh, okay. I purged. <laughs> I went back to the McDonald's. I leaned my head oh. in the drive-thru window and vomited it back at them as a protest. Oh, I'll probably eat a quarter pounder with cheese today because we were just talking about it. Yep. Then I yelled, her name was Snowy. <laughs> she was alive. So this uh, journalist decided to just go to newspapers for news and get off all the endless updates and breaking news thing. And it's interesting what this New York Times writer found out about this. Got a lot less side boob, I'm guessing, huh, Michael? (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
Is she as high maintenance as she appears at first, second, and thirty-fifth glance? No, 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 no. no. Oh, really? Oh, no, she's a walk in the park, is she? <laughs> Jimmy, I love the title. Barbara's I love the title. <laughs> Was Last week tonight, I get it. Look me in the I eyes. I get it. It's Look me in the eyes, Jimmy. Look me in the eyes. Yeah. Was Barbara Streisand easy to be around here? I rest my case. Yes, she was. So, John Oliver trying to get Jimmy Fallon to admit that Barbara Streisand was a problem. Did he have Streisand on the show? Is that the thing, or what? Yeah, Fallon. Fallon uh, she was on the show earlier with Fallon, and they, oh, were, they got okay. off on this tangent on divas and <gasps> okay. how John Oliver would be upset if he met Mariah Carey and she wasn't a nightmare. Right? <laughs> that would be yeah. disappointing <laughs> because of her brand, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I found That's that charming. And the very nice Jimmy Fallon didn't want to say anything negative about anyone, including Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Look me in the eyes, Jimmy. <laughs> I heard he's a drinker. Fallon? Yeah. Seems to be. Uh, this New York Times reporter, Farad Manju. What? Is that the guy from... That sound, name sounds familiar. No? I don't know. Anyway, he wrote this article in the New York Times. For two months, I got my news from print newspapers. Here's what I learned. Now, he works for the New York Times. You could make the argument that he's pushing print newspapers for that reason, although I think they make most of their money off online subscriptions at this point. He made that point in there of uh, getting, t- listening to a print journalist tell you to read print journalism is like getting breakfast advice from Count Chocula. Yeah. I understand that. I first, and well said. I first got the news of the school shooting in Parkland, Florida via an alert on my watch. Even though I'd turned off news notification months ago, the biggest news somehow finds a way to slip through. But for much of the next 24 hours after that alert, alert I heard almost nothing about the shooting. There was a lot I was glad to miss. For instance, I didn't see the false claims possibly amplified by propaganda bots, that the killer was a leftist, an anarchist, a member of ISIS, and perhaps just one of multiple shooters. I I missed the Fox News report tying him to Syrian resistance groups even before his name had been released. I also didn't see the claim by Senator Bernie Sanders and other liberals on Twitter that the massacre had been the 18th school shooting of the year, which wasn't true. Not only had I spent less time with the story over the next 24 hours than if I had followed along as it unfolded online, I was actually better informed, too, because I had avoided the innocent mistakes and the malicious misdirection that had pervaded the first hours after the shooting. My experience of the news was an accurate account of the actual events the next day. Mm. Uh, That's the old Mark Twain saying. So he was better off without the news than with it. I don't like the Internet, signed Mark Twain. Mark Twain said that once. (laughs) So this has been my life for nearly two months. In January, after the breaking newsiest year in recent memory, I decided to travel back in time. I turned off my digital news notifications, unplugged from the Twitter and other social networks, subscribed to home delivery of three print newspapers, the New York Times. Wow, so he went to full money. Yeah. Uh, Three print newspapers, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and my local paper, plus a weekly magazine, The Economist. I still wanted to be informed, but I wasn't looking to formats that prized depth and accuracy over... I was looking to formats that prized depth and accuracy over speed. What an idiot. Turning off the the buzzing, breaking news machine I carry in my pocket was like unshackling myself from a monster who had me on speed dial, always ready to break into my day with half-baked bulletins. Boy, that's true. Wow, that's well said. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm not just less anxious and less addicted to the news. I'm actually more widely informed though there are some blind spots he concedes. In two months, I managed to read half a dozen books. Books. I took up pottery. Oh, to take up pottery. Oh. Been wanting to for so long, but 
Twitter, Twitter gets in the way. Nicely formed pot. A little pedal and wheel action. Yeah. Oh, a bowl of vase. So many possibilities. Nope, and, nope. That's the three of them. And I think I've become a more attentive husband and father also. Wow! Other than that, it's been terrible. I know I would be a more attentive husband and father if I didn't look at my phone. Mm. I know I would be, which is a sad thing to say. Kind of a painful memory. It was my junior high youth group at Gladys, church. Gladys, play or... the harp. What are you doing in there? I was sat there for three days. <laughs> I was relaxing. You hire a World War One vet, <laughs> and their mind drifts on you. You're all right. Uh, I, I, we had a potter's wheel uh, at the, the part of the church youth group thingy. I can't remember how old I was, and and uh, I was terrible at it. I just, I have no skill in the visual arts. None. I've tried. Did Patrick Swayze come up behind you? <laughs> well, that's part of the reason I couldn't concentrate. His feathery hair. The Demi Moore Patrick Swayze pottery scene. His feathery hair brushing my cheek. <laughs> As you tried to make it just a decent pot. Right. Just trying to get it round. Stop stroking my neck. <laughs> that wasn't Patrick Swayze. It was the shop teacher. Uh, oh, boy. Really getting in uncomfortable ground there. I mean, I'm going to skip this because it's something we talk about a lot, but I'll get to this part. During the 2016 election, fewer than 3% of Americans cited print as the most important source of campaign news. For people under 30, print was their least important source of campaign news, while he's making the argument that it's the most accurate. Print in particular, not even just uh, print outlets like the New York Times Online. He's saying the printed paper is better. Um, Hmm. And he did say outside New York, after introductory discounts, seven-day home delivery of the Times, the New York Times will set you back $81 a month which is not cheap. In a year, that's about the price of Apple's best iPhone. What do you get for all this money? News. Now, that sounds obviously until you try it and you realize how much of what you get online isn't quite news and more like a never-ending stream of commentary, one that does more to distort your understanding of the world than to illuminate it. Um, skip that because I wanted to get to this. Uh, on social networks, every news story comes to you pre-digested. People don't just post stories. They post their takes on stories. That's true. Even a lot of my favorite people, they give you a little sends your, uh, sends your mind a certain direction statement and then a link to a story. It happens all the time. Mm. And, um, you know, and it, it's got to have an influence on what I think about the story as opposed to just opening up the newspaper and reading the story and deciding for myself what, what I think of it. Was the one I want to get to? Oh, another surprise was the sensation of time slowing down. One weird aspect of the past few years is how a tornado of newsmaking has scrambled Americans' grasp of time and memory. Absolutely true. Sure, there's a lot of news, but when you read it once a day, the world feels contained and comprehensible rather than a blur of headlines lost on a phone's lock screen. You don't need to read a print newspaper to get this. Uh, what's important is choosing a medium that highlights deep stories over quickly breaking ones. And he talks about the um, the the emphasis for all kinds of different monetary reasons for speed in the breaking news world online and stuff like that. Yeah. That doesn't exist in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. They they if a story if there's a shooting in the afternoon and their deadlines at seven o'clock, they can wait until the deadline at seven o'clock to get that story into their paper. Sure, they don't have to put out anything um, that's that's half baked. Or if, or if Trump makes a statement in the morning, you got all damn day long to research 
what he said, what he meant, what's the history of tariffs or whatever, mm-hmm. as opposed to, bam, putting it out right away and some people uh, throwing some thoughts out. Well, and getting back to the psychological aspect of it, which I find really interesting. Time slowing down, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, is that uh, I'm trying to come up with the right metaphor to illustrate how crazy this is. But what he's doing is setting aside a time to read and comprehend what's happening in the world. And then he goes back to his life. As opposed to the effort to understand what's happening in the world to be a constant barrage, a never-ending barrage of uh, blips. You know, it's. Uh, I just. I think it's. It's healthier. It's just, uh, you know, you're sitting around. Uh, you're a caveman. You're sitting around a campfire, and all of a sudden, you just take off running and hunt an antelope. Then you're in, in the middle of, cu- of uh, gutting an antelope, and you run off and start hunting. And no, hunt when you're hunting. Cook when you're cooking, clean the cave when you're cleaning the cave, and the rest of it, as opposed to constantly being pecked at. His example of the school shooting, anything that's a big breaking news story, if you're interested in it, it's just funny everybody's looking at their phones, you know, and and, and going quickly to, to the computer to try to get info. That's the last way you should try to get information on a breaking news story. Right, because it's going to be fake or wrong or whatever. Yeah, or like just your opinion, man. Hmm. Got to get in the habit of waiting a whole day or at least a couple of hours. But newspapers are too expensive. Stick with radio. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.